We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, this is the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. Also brought to you in part by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. This is the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert. Welcome inside the Coach's Corner presented by Riverwind Casino. Along with Gabe Eichert, I'm Chris Plank. We're back after a bye week and we're joined by one of the greatest Sooners of all time, Sooner running backs coach DeMarco Murray. Coach, first of all, uh, congrats on the 9-0 start. How was the bye week for you? A lot of recruiting, right? Very busy, very busy on the road the whole time. And um, it was great for me to obviously get a first chance to go see a lot of guys that you know we have offered and see some new talent, meet coaches and um, it was just great. It was busy as well, um, but you know, um, you know, wouldn't want any, any other way. 
As far as the practices, DeMarco, what, what was kind of your guys' schedule, right? Because I think a lot of people think, hey, a bye week is almost a week off, and you're usually getting some, some good work in with a couple physical days of practice, right? I, I see it as an advantage. Obviously, you get a chance to get healthier, um, but you get a chance to obviously jumpstart the week as far as the preparation for the next opponent. And, you know, we had three or four great practices, and our guys attacked it well, you know. But also, it's good for them to get away from this a little bit, for the coaching staff, for everyone involved, just to kind of hit the reset button and realize, you know, kind of where we are moving forward and, you know, we're at a great spot. You know, hey, Coach, I wanted to circle back just real quick. I know when we talk recruiting, we can't talk about individual recruits or where you went or anything of that nature. But how nice was it for you? You come in and when you take the job, you can't get on the road and everything is through Zoom. And you guys did an incredible job with the creativity of that and, and connecting with these guys. But for you, how how much easier, how much nicer is it to be on the road and be able to put your eyes and see these dudes firsthand? Yeah, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> no, it, was, <laughs> it was hard. It was hard, but, um, you know, obviously everyone went through it. And um, my first time on the road, it was great. And, um, you know, just, just to see the coaches, once again, see the players that, you know, we were able to see and, and obviously gain a lot of attention as far as the new players. Um, but, you know, for me individually, it was really good to kind of, you know, um, get 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 out there and see some guys and face to face and um, you know really just evaluate talent. You know I hadn't been able to do that in person physically. You know in a long time. This was my first chance. Obviously we've been through some camps. You know this past off season, but just to really go out there and see a guy practice football wise and see how he works. You know see some of the guys that we have offered that we have committed um, and see them work and prepare. You know you you really get a chance to kind of see what you will get. You know when that player gets here. Marco, with the bye week, it gives you an opportunity to, yes, look forward and start your preparation for Baylor, but also to kind of take a big picture view of how the season has gone up to this point. Uh, just for your guys in particular, when, when you kind of took that look back at these first nine games, what's, what's just your evaluation of the guys in your room through these nine games? Um, I think our work ethic has always been great. You know, I never have to... Um, question, you know, their determination to work hard. You know, I think for us as a running back position overall, you know, I always think of big plays, explosive plays, and I feel like us as an offense, we've, we've had those times, we've had those moments, but, you know, selfishly, I want our guys to always be that spark, you know, for this team, whether it's running the ball, obviously, but whether it's in the passing game as well, and whatever it takes for us to, you know, get the win and, and create you know, a spark and um, and things of that nature, I think we have to do that. But, you know, just looking at our running back core as a group, you know, I think we have to create more explosive plays and explosive runs. And, you know, whether it's blocking, um, catching the ball, you know, we're always going to you know work on those technical things. But, you know, they've done a great job, you know, at that. But you got to continue to sharpen the things that you've been good at and obviously the things that you hadn't done so well. You got to, you know, take a step in the right direction. And I felt like we did that last week and this week moving on throughout the bye week. We're going to talk about the matchup with Baylor coming up in our next segment. But, Coach, let's spend the rest of this first segment talking about your guys. And uh, let's start with the leading rusher on the squad right now. Kennedy Brooks has that average rush, uh, I think, what, around uh, eight yards per carry, seven yards per carry. Where have you seen KB continue to develop, and how impressed have you been with the way that he's helped find another gear the last few weeks? Honestly, it's been it's been throughout the week. You know, Saturdays has been a little bit more easier for him because he's practices just – 
I almost cursed, but he's practiced his tail off, you know, throughout the course of the week. And that was something, you know, for me, um, not that he didn't work as hard, but, you know, um, that was something that, you know, for his goals moving throughout Oklahoma and obviously at the next level, he realized that, hey, I got to put the work in every single day and not just 85% of the week, 90% of the week, but 100% of the week. And, you know, whether that's, you know, when he's not involved in special teams on the, on the outside with Benny, gets some extra work trying to hit those top speeds and, you know, come Saturdays, you know, he's a smart, efficient player. So, you know, you, you work hard and you tighten your tools up like he's done, you know, he's, he's having a really good year. It feels like it's been months since we saw you guys play against Texas Tech, <laughs> yeah. Marco. But when, when KB has a quiet game like that, you know, what's kind of the communication between you? What, what, what are you saying to him after a game where he really doesn't get a lot of touches, the run game couldn't get going really? I thought that it was more, you know, an issue at the line of scrimmage than anything that the running backs did. But, you know, what is, what's the conversation between you and KB like after a game like that? Um, the, the biggest thing is being patient and you got the win. You know, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're, we're both extremely um, close when it comes to understanding the big picture of things. And, you know, do you want 200 yards rushing every – yeah, we'll, we'll take it. But, you know, we'll, we'll take that win more than anything. And, and KB's done a really good job. And he's had a ton of success individually here. And um, But, you know, we know where we're chasing, you know, when it comes to a collective goal. And, whether it's a carry or 30 carries, you know, he's excited. But, you know, obviously, he, as a competitor, you want the ball. You want to have those opportunities. But, you know, his body language and things like that, it doesn't falter off to where you see it or you feel it. Internally, he probably does. But, you know, he's a team guy, and he handles it well. And, you know, my biggest thing is just preaching, hey, be patient. You know, we got to, you know, we'll have a good three-game stretch, and you know how these games will go. Eric Gray, the same way. Uh, the guy that you don't have to worry about getting down or – Bad body language whenever he's not getting the carries he wants? Oh, yeah, he's the same way. You know, both of those guys are pros, and they're both team guys. You know, they, they root for each other. They root for the team. And whether it's a carry here or there, you know, at the end of the day, as long as we win, that's all that matters. It, it seems with Eric that he, he's found a nice niche uh, in the passing game. DeMarco, it seems like you guys are really trying to get him the ball in space. That's really a role he can thrive in, right? It is. It is. You know, Eric, Eric's one of the most explosive players on this team. And, um, you know, he's a guy that we can utilize in the passing game, obviously being a running back and getting him and creating space and matchups for him. You know, I think um, Coach Riley's done a great job at, at using him the right way. And, and we just got to continue to find ways to put him in space and put the ball in his hands. But, you know, he's a, he's a tremendous receiver out of the backfield. And, you know, he's very lethal in space. You know, we, we talked about this because Gabe and I have been lucky enough, Coach, to talk to him a few times in the postgame show. Good kid. I mean, he's he's uh, sharp, always has a good personality about him, and it seems as if that carries over to game day, too. It really is. It really does. You know, he, he's, he's the ultimate professional, you know, on and off the field. You know, always use this kind of, you know, deal. Obviously, I got a son, you know, five-year-old little guy, and, you know, if he can grow up and, and obviously – you know, be better than dad and emulate some of the things that Eric Gray possesses just from a personal, you know, standpoint. He's one of those guys, you know, and once again, he is a pro. He handles himself extremely well on and off the field. Smart, educated guy, a very respectful guy to everybody around him and just works his tail off every day. That's awesome. Well, one of the one of the big points of conversation coming into the year was the lack of depth at running back to Marco. Now, all of a sudden, you, you've made it through nine games. You've got two really healthy backs. Now Marcus Major is back on the field. Just how are you feeling about the depth in your room right now? 
a little better, not not where I want it to be, but a, a definitely a, a little better. And, you know, adding Marcus Major, um, a guy who I'm excited about and we're excited about as a team, you know, obviously um, big, strong, fast, physical guy that, you know, um, he's done some good things and he's, you know, gotten himself in, in position to, you know, help us out. But, you know, adding him helps us tremendously in the running game. Final uh, point here of our first segment, DeMarco Murray is Eckerd's Intel, brought to you by Orthodontics exclusively. Again, we know we're going back a ways, but what play from Texas Tech caught your eye in that running back room? Yeah, this is a play that caught a lot of people's eye, and it, it was because Marcus Major was on the field right. right now. Game well in hand at this point, but now there may be a coaching point. Wait, maybe don't use the crown of your helmet. That's a different, uh, different topic for a different day, but DeMarco, you mentioned – Marcus being a big physical back, and that's that's a nice way to finish a run right there. You got to be encouraged by what he's doing there. I am, I am. He actually should have got inside of Summy's block right there, but um, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of a two-way go. But um, excited about this guy, and you know he works his tail off, and he, you know he's handled the suspension, you know, like a man, and you know he's worked hard, and you know being over on scout team and easy, you know, for five, six weeks, whatever it was, and then coming back over here and trying to knock some of that rust off, and um, but no, he's he's a, he's a great kid. I'm happy to have him back, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how the season progresses for him. Do, do you see him as a guy that can be a contributor down the stretch for the team? I do, I definitely do, I definitely do. You know, just 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 got to be patient, and once again, got to continue to get him those reps in practice and. Um, you know, put them in great position and be successful. OU Baylor, Saturday at 11 a.m. We'll preview it with DeMarco Murray next inside the Coach's Corner. Stick around. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OG&E, and Coca-Cola. Academy Sports and Outdoors the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Riverwind Casino, still the one. Bud Light, it's for the fans. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Final segment here with DeMarco Murray. Coach, I, I want to follow up with something that Gabe asked you about with, you know, having a little bit of depth back now. With, with Marcus back, are you able to coach differently? Are there reps where you're more protective of the guys early in the season? How has that kind of played out with the smaller numbers in your room? And has anything changed with the return of Marcus? Yeah, definitely. You know, throughout camp and, you know, the first couple of games, definitely was just trying to keep Eric and KB healthy and kind of manage that load and not let, you know, one of those guys get too many carries in a row or too many plays in a row. But now that Marcus is back, you know, you can kind of feature, you know, one or two guys a little bit more, kind of push them a little bit harder in practice and let that, um, you know, work ethic just continually, continually, gradually get better. Um, but now, you know, now that Marcus is back, we obviously, you know, do a lot in practice. But, you know, there's a lot of reps to go around. But, um, you know, th those guys are in great shape. And you can push them a little harder, stick them in there, leave them in there for another an extra, you know, player or two that, Probably, you know, week one or two, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that chance. All right, let's talk some Baylor. DeMarco, coming off a, an interesting loss, 
against TCU, but still a very talented football team, very physical football team, and a defense that has a lot of people's respect. As you've prepared for this game, what stands out to you about Baylor's defense? Just how all 11 fly around to the ball. You know, they're, they're extremely physical, um, but, but those guys play very hard. You know, they fly around to the ball when the, when the end of the whistle's blown, you know, you see 11 hats in, in, in the picture pretty much, you know, throughout the course of the tape, you know, just while watching this film. And, you know, they're, they're, they're a veteran group. They're smart. They played a lot of ball together. And, um, you know, so they, they play phys physical. They play fast, you know, and they get to the ball. Also, Dave Aranda, I mean, a guy that we've seen, obviously, last year in the game against Baylor, but also from his time at LSU. Coach, from your perspective, I mean, is it a – how deep is the research whenever you're going up against a guy like Coach Aranda? Do you dive back into even, what, Wisconsin or even LSU, or do you try to focus just on what this Baylor team is doing? Everything, you know, everything. You know, we, we got an extremely smart coaching staff, especially offensively, that, you know um, – we, we try to take as much notes and obviously look at different personnels, different formations, and see what they've done this year, past years, five years ago, whatever the case may be, just to make sure we have a clear understanding of what they do on different different downs and formations and whatnot. But um, you, you got to look at everything. <laughs> so you you look at you look at what they do uh, from a structure standpoint, Demarco, the ability to go back and forth between that three-man front and that four-man front with the same personnel. But when I watch them, the thing that really stands out to me is just, man, they're bringing pressure. Whether it's internally with Terrell Bernard there at the linebacker, linebacker position, Jalen Petrie there at the nickel spot coming off the edge. I mean, he he's their best blitzer, in my opinion. What kind of challenge is that for your guys in blitz pickup? Because, man, it, it it's coming from everywhere with this defense. It really is. It really is. And when, when they blitz, they're, they're trying to get home. You know, most guys or most defenses, you know, they just kind of, you know, fill in a little bit. But these guys are blitzing hard. They're blitzing aggressive. And more, more importantly, they're, they're extremely physical. And, you know, our, our guys have been challenged all week. You know, on scout team, they've, they've done a great job at getting our guys ready, preparing our guys. But obviously for us as a running back, you know, core, you know, just doing some extra one-on-one -on -one pass pro with our linebackers and putting those guys in situations every single day where they're running the ball or, or protecting, you know, you better be ready. These guys aren't, you know, they're, they're coming for you. They're headhunters and, you know, they're going to be ready. They're going to be physical and we got to match the challenge. Cable always tells us a lot, DeMarco, about how great you were in pass pro and picking up the blitzers. How have you seen your running backs develop that part of their game as this season has progressed? Maybe specifically Kennedy Brooks, because I know he's pretty hard on himself early in the season about it. Yeah, you know, um, I always talk about pass pro and, and things of that nature. That's, that's a one-two. That's a mentality that you have to have. And um, technical and, you know, I'll teach you the techniques and, and things of that nature, but at the end of the day, it's a dogfight. You know, it's, it's mano a mano, man whoop a man, and you have to be able to understand that I'm not letting this guy touch my quarterback. You know, you got to take it personal. You got to understand, obviously, um, what's coming, when it's coming, and, and, you know, I always give those guys different keys, obviously, how to read defenses as far as to see where the pressure's coming from. But, you know, our, our guys, they, they, they understand that we got a pretty important guy behind us, so we got to protect him and keep him clean on our watch. And you know, we take pride in it. We, we talked about the running game not getting going the way that y'all wanted to against Texas Tech. When you when you look at, and I'm not asking you, you know, what plays are you guys going to run or anything like that. <laughs> but when you look at 
Saturday, what, what do you think some of the keys for you guys offensively to get the running game going against this Baylor defense? I think it always starts with us. You know, we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to understand that, you know, up front, you know, we, we got one of the best offenses, offensive lines in the nation. And, um, you know, if we just hit the right hole, if we are patient with our footwork, if we just do the things pre-snap wise and understand where the ball should go, obviously the ball will, you know, those guys move around when the play is going. But, you know, if we just do our job and run through trash, be physical and not start for our feet, I think we'll be fine, you know. Um, but it's going to be a challenge for us. You know, they're a very well-coached team, very physical team, very versatile. Um, so we'll, we'll have our hands full, but we're excited about the challenge. First game for DeMarco Murray at McLean Stadium. Have you been in the new Baylor Stadium yet? I have. I called the game there two years ago. That's right on yeah. Fox. People forget DeMarco could do this job if he uh, wanted to with uh, no problem at all. He, he did this job and got paid way more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, two more quick ones, and we'll get to the Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question. One for me. You know, this is our first chance, DeMarco, to talk to you since Caleb took over at quarterback. And, you know, you're talking about a guy that needs to be protected, but also a dude that is pretty adept at running the football as well. What have you seen from Caleb and what stood out in his performance as a freshman? Uh, I think the first thing that comes to mind is just his poise. You know, he's very poised as a freshman. Um, you don't see that a lot, you know, but, um, you know, I don't know what kind of ball they play up in D.C., but it must be big-time football up there because, you know, he doesn't get rattled. Um, he always stays confident and, and in tune to the game. So, you know, obviously, kudos to him and, and Coach Riley and the, and the whole staff. Marco, it seems like, and this is no slight against Spencer, but it, it seems like Caleb has – elevated the ceiling of this offense and when, when you look at what you guys have been able to do the last couple weeks and after getting a couple good weeks of work in on the practice field man how, how good do you think this offensive group can be moving forward well I just think we're getting healthy at the right time and you know guys are just you know they're they're making more plays you know prior to you know the first couple weeks you know it, it takes all 11 it wasn't just on Spencer it was you know obviously us individually as players, as a staff, putting those guys in the right positions. But, you know, uh, we, we're just getting healthy at the right time and we're just clicking at the right time. And, you know, during this time, later in the season, you know, that's what you want. Those are the best teams. That's what they do. And you mentioned the offensive line, Coach. Seems like they're really gelling in front of your guys, too, over the last few weeks. They are. They are. Once again, a lot of young guys up front that's playing a lot of good ball. And, um, you know, Coach Beatonbow does a great job with those guys. And um, we just got to make sure that we're all on the same page and continue to work hard during the week of practice. And you know, we've had some really good Tuesdays and Wednesdays of practice of competing against our defenses and um, just working our tail off. So I, I think that's starting to show up on Saturdays. Last question is yours. The Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question. Pretty good one here. Uh, DeMarco fans want to know what player made you fall in love with football and what's been the biggest reward for you as a coach? Um, Barry Sanders made me fall in love. He's, he's one of my all-time favorite um, football players, people. Um, just, just how grounded he was. Never a guy that celebrated. Never a guy that, you know, went and found um, the cameras. But, you know, celebrated with his team. But quiet and just, you know, loved the game. And just played, you know, just to have fun and, and compete. And, um, and coaching, what was the second one? Biggest reward for you as a coach? Um, just to see my guys do well, you know. Um, you know, obviously, you know, this is this is about winning and championships and things of that nature, but I um, mean, you know, I want to see my guys really learn and invest time and work ethic into being a great person, being a great player, and understanding that, you know, this doesn't last forever, you know, and you got to, you know, 
work your tail off in the classroom, work your tail off every single day, because just like that, it's going to be gone. So understand and realize how blessed and, and, and fortunate you are to be in one of these seats, because there's a lot of people that would change it in a heartbeat. So, um, you know, I just try to, you know, just want to see those guys do well and root for them. Congrats on 9-0, Coach. Have fun this weekend against Baylor. We always appreciate your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's DeMarco Murray. We're back with Jamar K. next inside the Coach's Corner. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home... Yes, cool. ...or attending one live... You can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H 2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Riverwind Casino, still the one. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. This segment is brought to you by Community Coffee, family-owned Community Coffee, the official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. There he is, Jamar Kane. Welcome back inside the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. Coach Kane, congratulations on the 9-0 start. You know, we were just talking to DeMarco Murray about the bye week. Busy bye week, right? A little recruiting, a little traveling going on? Yeah, I was all around this country <laughs> in like four days. But uh, glad to be back with the guys. Uh, you know, glad to just be, be around with the guys and get ready to hit this stretch run. He's looking for some more guys to put in the factory, baby. That's right. That's right. Somebody pays attention. I, of course, you, you, come on. Come on, Jamar. You're my boy. You know that. You know that. So, bye week for you, clearly, a lot of recruiting, right? Yep. But – when it comes to the practice field, what was what was the strategy there for your guys, right? Because you, you've got some veteran guys that played a lot of ball on the edge for you. So was it get those guys a little rest or was it, hey, make sure those guys are staying sharp? What was kind of the approach for you personally? Probably what you, the, the latter one of those guys that stay sharp. Um, just kind of get back to some basic stuff because you know how it is towards the end, of the end of the season. You don't really get as much individual time. So with us having our bye week so late, we got more individual time. So just kind of get back to the basics of stuff that we worked in fall camp and just trying to fine-tune some things. With that in mind, is it more film work, getting the guys out on the field? What's kind of the key or a little combination of both, I would imagine, right? Yeah, it was a little combination of both. I was able to go to go back and just pull up some old clips and, you know, go back some some past games and pull up some clips that we kind of got exposed on or 
you know, some successful plays that we just uh, that we that we had, and then go back to some drills that we made in in camp, and just show that those film and show show that that instructional work, and uh, it was good. It was good. I, th I think the guys attacked it, and then just to be able to get on the practice field and kind of slow some things down with a longer individual period was uh, was fun to was fun to do. So while you're trying to keep you know the main contributors sharp throughout the bye week. Uh, I'm also assuming that you're, you're getting some of those younger guys some reps, kind of seeing where they're at, seeing how they develop throughout the season, not only on the field, weight room, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. So did any of the younger guys stand out to you with getting a few more reps on the practice field the last couple of weeks? Well, we, we've played so many younger guys throughout throughout the year that it was just more of just getting those guys a little bit more reps, a little bit more reps against some of the, the ones and the twos. And, uh, no, they, I mean, they, they all did, did, did well. But we've played so many young guys that, you know, they're not – rookies anymore like, <laughs> that was out the door two, you know week week two you're not a freshman no more you're a college football player so you know and it was interesting coach Grinch was asked this in his press conference on Tuesday and you I think you've seen some freshmen that have played really well right Ethan Downs we've seen moments flashes from him I, I know Reggie Grimes isn't technically a freshman redshirt freshman now but mm -hmm. a guy who's played well and then there's some guys who've had some challenges at other positions but you know, what, what is that like for a freshman? Where are they, that, that, that mental game, that challenge of this is their first year? And, you know, a lot of swimming, I can imagine, in their mind right now. But some guys are handling it better than others. Yeah, you know, some of these guys came in here, and I was talking to one, one of my guys, and we're going on 11 months that these guys have been here now. And, uh, you know, they, they need to start turning the, a corner. And uh, they just need to get it figured out, and they, they all have. And, you know, for some of those guys, they've already been playoffs or a season to be over. Right. And now we're hitting a stretch, stretch run with a lot more football left. And just the, the demands of, like, you know, getting towards the end of the season. So they have academic demands. They have our football demands. They have their social life, their parents, and all that other stuff, these demands that you don't have upon you when you're in high school. So it's gotten real for those guys really quick. And now they just need to get it figured out. And most of them have. I'm not saying that they all haven't but most of them have you know Ethan Downs is a is a prime example of a freshman that's came in here and done really well for us and it's attacked today and he's you know I don't know if whether first in the playoffs or not but usually they're kind of done right now and Ethan's looking at me like oh coach we got another month and a half left <laughs> yeah we have a lot of football left Ethan like if we if we take care of business we got a lot of football left so it's just beginning for us all Weatherford fans, you can direct your criticism. To I think he's right, though. Co I think Coach they're done. Jay Kane on Twitter, I believe. <laughs> I think they're done. I think he's right, actually. Uh, so. Yeah, no. Hey, listen, <laughs> I beat Weatherford a couple times, so I get it. But, uh, Jamar, you look, at, you look at what Nick Benito has done up to this point yeah. this season, right? And coming into the year, you had incredibly high expectations for Nick. He had very high expectations for himself. Uh, as you've been able to evaluate the season up to this point, what, what have you seen from Nick, and what do you still want to see from him moving forward? Well, uh, what I've seen from him is Nick create, creating his own prototype. Um, he's created a, a, a different position that not a lot of people are going to be able to play. And with him, with him, with the ability to rush the passer, uh, do some coverage stuff for us, and you guys have seen him in, in man coverage a lot more than we did last year. He's created his own prototype, and I know he wants to have more sacks, but he's affecting the game in different ways, and he's getting a lot more chip blocks than he's seen last year. And I just keep telling him, Nick, that's a sign of respect. So don't get frustrated. Somebody else has got to make make a player beat a beat a double. If you want to be be, be that guy, you have to beat uh, a chip block. But uh, I'm happy where he's at. 
in certain st- certain st- instances. I think he can have a couple more more plays. He's, he's left out of there. But you guys know me. I'm never satisfied. He's he's got to turn a corner and keep keep developing and keep on working. How's he handled things from a leadership perspective, Coach Kane? I mean, obviously a guy that has been experienced now in this system for three years. Yeah. Uh, you know, go back to 2019, he made the play of the game. How have you seen him grow as a leader? Uh, Nick's a quiet kid. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's not Nick's uh, MO to go out there and be a rah-rah guy, but he's a little bit more, more vocal within our group, vocal within the meeting room of asking questions and bringing fresh ideas to, to the table. And that's more Nick's leadership skills more more than anything because if you ask him to get in front of the room he'll may say two words and he'll just say his name nick benito that's all he'll say so doesn't talk much he's more of a homebody than it and people will even understand but uh you know just just being present i think that's been his biggest his biggest uh his biggest uh attribute to the team just being present and being involved in the room and everything I know you moved on it from you know a while ago now but a couple weeks ago got the win against tech Force three takeaways. Was that the type of performance this de- defense needed, Jamar? Kind of get it back on track a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. We needed to do some things in that game just to get back on track, and it all started with practice. And I know that you guys have heard heard that that mean that come around from every coach on the staff. And we just need to practice better. And I thought that was one of our better 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 weeks that we've had practice. And then, you know, our stars had to be stars. And those guys, you know, they you. You know, Gabe, you understand, like, you got to flash on the film. And our stars have got to flash on the film. And I think they, they did that last Saturday. And that's what that's what happens. That's like a prototypical deal for our defense. And I don't want to say those guys have heard, heard the noise, but it's hard when you're an 18, 19, 20-year-old kid not to hear the noise. Like, shoot, I even hear it. So, it's all good. <laughs> all right, final say, our final question here in the first segment for Jamar Kane is the orthodontics exclusively Eichert's Intel. Gabe, what play did you find from that game that caught your well, eye? Well, Isaiah Thomas must have heard the noise from me saying, we need to get more batted balls. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Jamar, this is a guy, he's, he, he does anything this defense asks him to do inside, play on the edge. But, hey, when you can't get to the quarterback, get him up, baby. And this one forces a takeaway. Just... This has to be really encouraging to see this type of stuff from IT. Well, it's it's funny because everybody, you know, obviously we've seen a lot more three-step than we were hoping to see this right. season. And, Gabe, you understand that. People don't understand what a three-step and a five-step drop is. But we've seen a lot more three-step drops than we've seen in previous seasons. Um, but, guys, if you can't get – I tell our fellows all the time, if you can't get there, how do you affect the quarterback? Getting your hands up. A three-step drop, that ball is coming out quick. So there's a slant coming behind you. There's some type of quick pass coming coming right behind you. Get your hands up. Read the three-step. Read the set. You played O-line. You know the set's different from a three-step to a five-step. So read a set. Get your hands up. And we need to do a better job of that. IT had two huge deflections last game. I think Nick had one, too. Just, guys, we got to do a better job of just affecting the quarterback. If they're going three-step us all day, get your hands up you're not gonna get a sack so get your hands up running a lot of three-step sign of respect to that yep. defensive line but also incredibly frustrating for a defensive <laughs> line <laughs> incredibly frustrating well we'll uh, talk about what we can expect from Baylor when we come back as you're inside the coach's corner talking edge rushers and defense with Jamar Kane next stick around we want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free.
Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&D. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively and the Oklahoma Healthcare Authority. Chick-fil-A. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app in order, you can start earning points towards delicious rewards. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics Exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. Final segment, Jamar Kane joins us inside the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino. He's Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Blake. Coach, we talked a little bit about Nick Benito. You brought up Isaiah Thomas and Eichert's intel. I've really enjoyed watching Reggie Grimes. And a few weeks ago, we had a chance to talk to him for the first time. What a what an impressive young man. Where have you seen his biggest growth this year? Well, I'm surprised he actually talked to you guys because <laughs> Reggie doesn't say much. He's very soft-spoken guy. <laughs> uh, what did you guys do? Like, give me the in- give me give me the Jamar Kane intel to get that kid to talk. Um, no, you know it's it's refreshing when you have a kid that takes coaching. Um, he doesn't take it personal, and he just wants to get better. And that's just a product of his family. He's a, his his dad played at Alabama. He's the father of a his dad coach. His mom was a cheerleader at uh, at Nebraska. So you have an athletic family, and they've, they've they've raised him well. So I mean, that kid attacks every day. Takes coaching. Doesn't take it personal. I'm just happy to see where he's where he's developed into. Love him. He's he's fun. And you know, you mentioned Ethan Downs. Um, any other young guys? I know that. You know, Clayton Smith has a future ahead of him. The fan base wants to know why you hate Clayton Smith, Coach Kane. (laughs) You know, some lady at Pilates asked my wife that same question. Yeah, I just just hate them all. I I, I assume, Jamar, that it's just a situation where, hey, it hasn't hasn't quite clicked yet for Clayton. There's no doubt he's got the physical talent, but – that's not the only thing that matters when it comes to getting on the field. Well, and you guys understand this. Um, he's in a stacked room, you know, and <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It ta- I don't know where the, where the fans want those reps to come from. But uh, Clayton's got a huge future. He's athletic. He's long. He can bend. He's got all – he checks all the boxes. He just – it takes a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, I, it took Isaiah Thomas three to four years, right. guys. Like, let me do my job. We'll be okay. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be okay. And also – it's actually it's actually what you want. You I, don't want true freshmen exactly. coming in and being better than all the guys that have been in the program for three and four years. That that would be bad. Right. Now, like like Jabbar said, Clayton Smith could be just fine. Yeah, NRK is gonna be okay. Uh, but I you know, Gabe hit on it and I'll I'll pose it to you, coach, before we get into Baylor. That's what you want in this room is these guys have an opportunity to learn. You know, Nick Benito is going to play on Sundays. Isaiah Thomas is going to play on Sundays. Reggie Grimes is going to be incredible as he progresses, and these guys get to learn from him. Yeah, and, you know, you look at a kid like Ethan, well, we had some situations where we had to move IT inside, so that helped Ethan get more more reps, you know. And if IT would have stayed outside, it probably people would be asking me, well, how come Ethan's not playing <laughs> But uh, – no, it's it's called recruiting. It's called developing. It's called having a room where who guys are coached well and they understand the defense. And it's called competition. Love it. That's what it's all about. That competition. Speaking of competition, solid offense you guys are playing against yeah. on Saturday morning. And 
you, you look at what they do, what Jeff Grimes' system is all about, Jamar, and it's, it's all about different variations of outside zone. Mm -hmm. I assume you guys have repped those plays quite a bit the <laughs> last couple of weeks. What, what do you think the keys are to controlling that rushing attack from Baylor? Because it's, it's been one of the better running attacks in the country. Well, you guys know my my backgrounds in the front, so we gotta win. We gotta win in the trenches right away. Um, we gotta play some knockback football. We gotta get in the backfield. We gotta get these plays. We gotta stop the plays before they even start. Um, if we win, the, if we win in the front and we tackle well and we affect the quarterback, we should have a good day. But now it just starts with getting off the ball and getting some knockback. We gotta hold edges. Um, those inside guys, Coach Tibbs does an unbelievable job with those guys. They gotta get some great push on the inside. But Grimes does an unbelievable job but you said different variations of outside zone. Um, they do a good job in 12 personnel, just getting that ball out and getting thrown. They take shots. So we just got to do a good job up, up, up front. Like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a battle down there. I'm excited for it. You mentioned all the 12 personnel they get into, Jamar. What, what kind of challenge does that present your guys on the edge, right? Because not only are they going to be dealing with tackles and one-on-one -on -one situations, you know, when they're running the zone stuff to the open side, but they start running that stuff to the tight end side. They're dealing with double teams. Just how challenging is is that for your guys to take on in this game? Yeah, it's just it's just different. We haven't seen a team run run this much twelve all season. So now it's just different because of that. You know that backside that backside five technique. You can't get cut out by that by that tight end with that zone away. So that thing wants to wind wind back, and then we got to be able to fight those doubles with that front side with that tight end that tackle combination blocking up to the next level. So it's going to be a fun challenge. We've we've been wrapping it. We'll see how how good I've been doing, how good I did this week in wrapping <laughs> it. But uh, no, nah, it's gonna be a fun, it's gonna be a fun challenge. And Gabe, you played O line, so you understand how it is when you get that slide protection and those elephants. And we gotta be, we gotta do a good job because it all looks the same. That inside, that outside zone and elephants and slide pro, that all looks the same. So we gotta do a good job with our eyes. See, when a, a lot of defensive guys who don't care about offensive linemen's feelings <laughs> call the boot game elephants on a parade, <laughs> which, I took, which is very, very rude. I didn't Jamar, that. But you, you, look at, you look at Gary Bohannon's mobility and, yeah. and the element that that adds to this offense, the boot game, the ability to move the pocket, you know, change the launch point. Man, that's, that's tough to defend. You know, what, what are the keys to getting to Gary Bohannon in this game? Well, you know, it's play, it plays in our favor because name one quarterback we've played this year that wasn't mobile. That's like, true. I mean, he starts at Tulane. That kid ran around. Then you go to Nebraska. That kid ran around. Then you go to TCU. He ran around. And, you know, we haven't seen a stagnant quarterback all season. The Kansas kid ran, ran around. And the, the healthy kid at K-State. So, we've seen it all year. Maintain your, line, your lanes. Great eyes. Collapse the pocket. And do what we do. And it's not as if you're ever probably going to see just a stagnant quarterback anymore, uh, Coach Kane. That's the now and the future, it seems, yeah, with offense. Like we have, I don't, you know, we got, there's some future games where those guys move around too. So, <laughs> you know, it, the, yeah, an another thing too is, you know, when, when we're at practice and we're doing our, our, our third down packages and stuff, we also see Caleb run around. And sure. you, guys, you know, so we, we see some situations at practice and we're very fortunate to have athletic quarterbacks that we see it every day, you know, those guys running around. But this Bohannon kid, he gives you a different element with that, with that boot game because if – you know, with all that slide, I won't call it the elephants, but with that, I like you it. know, with Thank that, you. with that Thank slide, you. we have to be able to get out of it and contain them. So, yeah, 
Thanks, Gabe, for reminding me of all the stuff I got to do tonight. <laughs> no, it's it, it, it's one of my favorite offensive systems in all yeah. of college football. It's it's extremely challenging, and outside zone, I I believe it creates more variables for a defense than any other running concept in all of football, and it, it, it's not easy. But I got faith in my boy. He's got. He's gonna it. have him ready. He's got it. He's, He's got gonna got have it. him ready. I got faith in him. Hey, but, I got. I just need some more dinner recommendations from you because all oh, those, you all those food stuff you, you be on. tweeting. Now, Chris, you don't tweet out any food stuff like no. Gabe does. I need. I, I'm. I'm just Raiders talk. That's all it is. It's all pretty right. much my my Twitter game is now just food and pictures <laughs> of my baby. Food. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter all uh, either podcast, baby, or food. All right, that's it. Uh, Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question for Jamar Kane. Uh, are the guys and the crew gonna ask about the younger outside rushers? Let's see. Probably. Uh, you can always hit us up at OU on the air. That's at OU on the air, which is the best way to ask the question. Oh, here you go. What player do you see potential in that could develop into a highly productive player? Well, we've talked about him. I think Ethan's ceiling is unbelievable. Um, you know, the kid doesn't wear gloves. It's cold outside. He doesn't wear gloves. He just goes out there and practices, and he's bleeding everywhere, and he's just very blue-collar. He's Oklahoma blue-collar. Like, that's what you want. That's what I want to recruit. That's what I want that room to look like. And I think Ethan's ceiling is unbelievable, guys. I just – Next two two or three years are going to be exciting to see him out there playing. Oklahoma kid that loves it here. Coach Kane, good luck this week, and we always appreciate you, man. Oh, thank you, guys. It's Jamar Kane. We'll wrap up Coach's Corner next. Final segment inside the Coach's Corner, OU Baylor, Saturday morning at 11 a.m. We'll be on the air at 9 a.m. with the Sooner Radio Network pregame show. Gabe, what is it about outside zone that makes it so challenging that the Sooners will see Saturday? Well, the way that Baylor runs it is the way it's supposed to be run. First off, the offensive line flies off the football with velocity. So the defensive line, the you, have, you have to watch it. You have to, you have to react to that. So you have to stay in your gap. Now, the thing that Baylor does with Abram Smith is he'll take it front side. He'll cut it behind the backside double team. He'll cut it all the way back behind whoever's on the edge on the backside, whether it's a tight end or a tackle. The ball can just go so many places, and you have to react to all of it, mm. and then you have to tackle a guy that's running really fast downhill. It's, it's hard. One heck of a challenge. Good stuff. Thanks to Jamar Kane. Thanks to DeMarco Murray. Thanks to Whit Viney and an assistant today in Chip who made sure DeMarco was here. For Gabe Eichert, I'm Chris Plank. We'll see you next week inside the Coach's Corner, presented by the Riverwind Casino. Boomer Sooner, everybody. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, this has been the Riverwind Casino Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive 
exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.